Welcome to the Feed Central Hay Matters podcast, your go-to source for all things hay-related in Australia. I'm your host, John Paul Driver. In today's episode, we're joined by Kimberly Detmers and Stephen Page to dive into the intriguing world of hay quality. We're here to bridge the gap between the buyers and sellers of fodder, providing valuable insights for everyone, whether you're out in the field or planning your feeding schedule. All right, Kimberly, the topic for the day is hay quality. You're a little bit of a guru in this. You run the feed testing lab for Feed Central, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I've been um, been in the lab for about five years now. You've been looking at nothing but hay tests for five years. Oh, uh, we we do we do <laughs> test a bit more than just hay. Um, the yeah, the marketing service obviously that's our primary primary product that we we see come through. Now we're here to talk about the the new crop that's coming in. From the feed lab perspective, what are you seeing? To, to begin with, like this this year, we've um, we've seen just an increase in in number of tests um, in in general. So about an eighty percent increase um, of of testing numbers this year, as as compared to the same time last year. Is this just growers wanting to know how much better the hay is this year than last year? Yeah, I think there's a probably a strong interest to differentiate their product in the marketplace. Fair competition in the marketplace at the moment. So to differentiate the product, they're they're having their feed tested. Correct. That makes good sense. You know what what's driving that is is you know this year we we have seen an earlier season, so those those numbers by the time the season finishes might might not be um, as high as eighty percent increase, um, but there's there's still going to be a significant increase in testing. I've probably seen that year on year, um, growing growing demand for feed testing. Now let's break it out by type of hay. We're seeing different things in the cereals versus the lucerne. Break it out for me. In general, actually across across cereals and legumes, there's a fair decrease in in percentage of fibers this year. Uh, I'm largely attributing that to uh, the increased quality of products. We've got more sugars and proteins and such, boosting you know overall nutrient quality, and therefore um, fibers are, are making up less of the uh, less of the product. This year, as compared to last year, we were struggling a lot um, with flood-affected, water-affected, rain-affected product last season, um, and not so much this season. We, we had a, quite a dry start, early start to the season due to, to the hot conditions across the whole country. Generally speaking, earlier harvested means higher quality. Uh, in- higher quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so last year, you know, balers weren't even get able to get on the paddock for for such an extended period of time. We were baling a lot of really mature product. Um, so this year, we've got that um, more ideal uh, harvest window on a on a more immature uh, product, more flowering stage product. And therefore, that's translating to to higher sugars and higher proteins um, across the board. Sure. Um, most most significantly is is a is a the water soluble carbohydrates. So that's your overall indication of sugars in the product, um, and that's in cereal haze. Um, those WSCs are up about ten percent on average um, across the board, which is quite um, quite remarkable, or really speaks as to the the quality of the product last season. Thank you, Kimberly. Now let's go over to Stephen and talk about what Stephen's seeing out in the field. Now, uh, Stephen, you do a lot of inspections for Feed Central, and I mean a lot, a lot of inspections for Feed Central. What are you seeing out there? Yeah, well, my position is grower relations, so my inspection side of things has decreased a little bit um, since I originally started. So I've been with Feed Central about eight and a half years, 
Um, we now have a number of rovers on the ground who um, are not full-time employed with Feed Central but go out and do inspections as they come up. And we've also got another inspector, uh, Tom Little, who basically is also out there at the moment. He's down in Victoria travelling around, uh, came down through New South Wales and he's working his way back next week. My recent trip, which I only got back from on Friday, was um, down through New South Wales. Uh, we're having a fantastic season here. It's just, um, we were told it was going to be hot and dry. It's, it's been hot, but um, it's been extremely wet too. So we've had some fantastic rain down through that region over the last oh, three months, or oh, two to three months. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a good season there where the cereal, we got the cereal hay in a bale and in sheds. We saw really an increase this year. We had about 58% of what we have actually on the cereal hay um, inspected is, uh, has it gone into an FCAA grade or an FCA grade. Um, where com- in comparison to last year in 22-23, there was only 16% that actually got into that that grade because it was 22-23 season um, for the same period as what we're looking at now was extremely wet and it was a late barling period. Um, they were still barling into the new year where this year they had it nearly all finished. Majority of them had it finished before Christmas. The visual component of the hay is matching up with the nutritional analysis in that it's significantly improved year over year. Uh, yes, it's, it's this year has been for the region I cover, which is most of Eastern um, Australia and into South Australia, it's been the best season I've ever seen. So in the nine years I've been with Feed Central, it's overall right through that whole region has been phenomenal in quality. You know, you're, you're seeing where the previous season was extremely bad over the whole period, over the whole area also. Every area we went to last season ended up having some rain effect on the quality of the hay right through it. We've not completely escaped rain damage this year, though. No, there's been a little bit of rain damage, but nowhere near the extent of what we had basically back in 22-23 season. Mm-hmm. What about the stacks, the the outside stacks? Everything that I'm hearing, there's a considerable difference between the hay stored in the shed and the outside stacks. Yeah, so Feed Central, we try to, um, majority of our market is um, into those professional feed lots and dairies and that type of thing. They buy their hay over a longer period, therefore they want consistency of product also. So something that's in a shed will give them that consistency. What they buy off, off the quality certificate to what they receive right from the first bale to the last bale is hopefully consistent right through. Mm-hmm. With those outside stacks, we can't do that. It's something that's stacked outside over, you know, we've had areas this year that have over, received over six inches of rain on an outside stacked hay. So even the top bales that, you know, where you'd normally get some of that rain down south would only damage the top bales. We're getting right getting water right through the whole stack, it's deteriorating the hay very quickly. So we are finding it extremely difficult to keep on top of that with the quality of the hay that's going to be um, delivered. So we could do an inspection one month and two months later it could have had six inches of rain on it and that quality deteriorates quite sharply. Ah, yeah. Well, the other thing that I... Now, this is me talking about my personal experience. 
where you do have those uncovered stacks, you end up with stripes all the way down through. So it isn't just the top bales, especially with six inches of rain. It isn't just the top bales. There's stripes all the way down to the ground through the whole stack. Yeah, that's right. Even with tarps on and, and hay caps that we use in Australia here, um, they they won't protect, you know, six inches of rain just won't, we'll always have some damage to, to the bales. Yep. And and bottoms too, of course. Yeah, that's correct. Then you get the tops and the bottoms and everything in between has some sort of damage. And again, that's just me speaking from my own personal experience. I might have lost a bale or two along the way. Uh, yeah, the other thing is oh, the percentage of what you lose. You know, the if you've got a stack that's six high, you lose the top bale, you lose the bottom bale. Um, you know, you've, you've lost sort of 30% of your production, which is a massive loss um, yeah. to, you know, to your income. Yep. Even if you're selling those uh, kind of over the fence, uh, it's still lower lower prices on average, absolutely. This higher sugar content that um, Kimberly just told us about, how did you see that out in the field? Yeah, so... One of the things as an inspector, what you'll see is once they do get up to those really high sugar um, contents in the in the actual hay, is that the the actual corer that we use to take the core sample out to get the feed test done in the lab, you'll see the sugars gum up on the outside of the um, on the outside of the actual cu- cutting tip, and also in the actual corer itself, the shaft of the corer, you can see that gumming up on the side. Similar to the experiences they have with the balers where they actually gum up on the inside of the chamber where they're making the hay. Oh, I've heard stories. Having to get out every 100 bales and knock out the sugar. That's exactly right. Not a pleasant job at all. Absolutely terrible. The the other big thing we've seen between the two different seasons too is the actual increase in the actual um, bale weights. From last year to this year, we've actually seen a um, on the cereal haze about a 16% increase in bale weights, and that was basically due to the weather conditions during the baling period. Just getting more nutrients into the bale is what I heard you say. Yeah, that's it, correct. It isn't yeah. particularly because everybody went out and got new balers that got you 16% more hay in a bale. There was something else going on there. Yeah, definitely with the cereal haze, that's, that's the big increase, and that's a huge you know, huge thing to do because not only do you get more tons of that hay in the shed, but you get better freight rates and you also, it's less work. You know, we're, we're struggling in Australia and I don't know about over, over your way, but we're struggling in Australia to get the number of workers on farms to do the job. So the more weight in those bales, the less number of bales having to come off the paddock and be moved around. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great increase to see and, and something that we, um, we really like to see within Feed Central. Well, rest assured, Australian farmers are not alone in labor challenges. That's, I'd imagine that's fairly universal. Yep. Uh, a big thanks to Stephen and Kimberly today for sharing their valuable insights. This podcast is proudly presented by Feed Central. Stay tuned for our upcoming episode featuring Dave Clothier, where we'll dive into the fascinating realm of hay marketing. Don't miss out. Hey.